0: It's time to get real about today's hiring landscape. The ability to find, attract, and hire great people has become more vital to a company's success than ever before. That's why we need talent makers who prioritize innovative, more diverse, equitable, and inclusive hiring practices that put people first. On the Greenhouse Talent Makers podcast, we're celebrating the work of leaders dedicated to cultivating incredible talent. Join me, Mika Ghebreyes, Senior Manager of Editorial Content at Greenhouse, as I sit down with talent makers who are changing the game in hiring. Today, I'm joined by a remarkable leader who is bringing intentionality to closing gender gaps at work. I'm chatting with Shelley Zalis, CEO of The Female Quotient. We'll discuss hiring for passion while training for skill. We'll also talk about the importance of creating a sense of belonging for new employees and how that sets the tone for their work experience please welcome Shelly Zalas. I am so, so, so thrilled today to be joined by the amazing woman who is paving the way toward equity, Shelly Zalis, who's the CEO at The Female Quotient. So Shelly, before we dive into our great conversation, I would love if we could do a quick little intro with your pronouns and your current role and why you're passionate about DE&I hiring practices.
1: Well, gosh, thank you
0: so much. Um, Pronouns: she, her. Shelly
1: Zalas is CEO of The Female Quotient. And I am blonde. I am white. I am wearing black. I am in jeans today. And I just learned that because I was moderating our lounge during advertising week in our equality lounge. And for all of those with disability, I was told to also describe Mm -hmm. what I look like. And so that is the new thing that I learned, and also that I want to start calling um, not only D, E, and I, but D, E, I, and A for accessibility, and that was the newest thing that I learned, so I'm going to start incorporating all of those things, not just my pronouns, but also what I look like for all of those yes. listening, so you know what I look like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's so important.
0: It is. It is so important on that accessibility note, I am a black woman with dark brown hair, wearing a purple top and black leggings and some cute white shoes. So I'm, I'm a CEO, but I'm also a chief troublemaker.
1: That is my nickname as well. I break <laughs> yes. all the rules that make no sense and I create the new ones. And that is how I have evolved. And I, I just keep evolving as I move along on my crazy journey.
0: Yes, I think that's awesome. And thank you so much for reminding all of us that inclusion isn't just one specific thing. We have to think about inclusion in so many other ways. And I feel like specifically with accessibility, that's something that a lot of companies are struggling with. And obviously, we are so incredibly excited to have you on this podcast because the Female Quotient, y'all, such a great company. And I want to take a moment to just like truly appreciate the company that you've built because For those of you who are listening right now, if you don't know the Female Quotient, you absolutely need to. So it's an incredible equality services company that really provides thought leadership platforms to women and develops solutions for organizations committed to closing gender gaps at work. So I had the absolute privilege of visiting the Female Quotient Equality Lounge at the Cannes Lion International Festival of Creativity. And so the Equality Lounge is a pop-up that kind of shows up at many different global conferences, leading those conversations on DEI and A, networking opportunities for women and their allies. So doing incredible work. And I remember at Cannes, that was where I was living. Like I was living in the Equality Lounge because that's where all the real conversations were happening. And so I just felt really welcomed in that space. And I had so much to take away from. So thank you so much for hosting that. And so With all of this, what are some of the most exciting initiatives that you've launched recently or in the past? Like, what are some of the ones that just get you really excited? I always
1: say when purpose meets passion, you're unstoppable. And when you love what you do, it's called passion. When you don't, it's called stress. I wake Mm. up every day just excited with what I'm doing because it's really just being surrounded by. People that are conscious, and I talk a lot about conscious leaders. I don't care if you're a man, you're a woman, it's about conscious leadership. And I can't stand when people use the words unconscious bias. If you say unconscious, you're conscious. And once you're conscious, you have a choice. Are you going to do something or not? And just the other day, I I talked about trying. When people say, I'm going to try to be better. I'm going to try Mm to... How do you try? There's no such thing as trying. Mm -hmm. You're either going to do it or you're not. And once you make someone aware of something, you're either going to fix it or you're not going to fix it, right? And so I am inspired every day by the people that I'm surrounded by and it excites and delights me. I just get so Excited about learning and listening and being surrounded by passionate people that want to serve and make the world a better place and do and be, you know, people talk about a to do list. What about a to be list? Who do you want to be? Ask yourself yes. that question when you wake up in the morning. Who do you want to be? And then be that person. Right. And that's just. Who I am. I'm 60 years old. I just want to give back with generosity what I never had rising the ranks. And I was an only Mm -hmm. and lonely my entire career. I never had girlfriends that wanted to help me or push me up that ladder, push my little tushy up that ladder and say, you go, girl. Mm -hmm. And that's what I want. I want you to rise. And when, when we all rise, when we help others rise, we all shine that just makes me so happy. And so, you know, we started as equality lounges. We created these spaces where women would feel safe and protected and have other women to go to for advice. You know, imposter syndrome, work-life balance, Mm -hmm. caregiving issues, transparency of pay, all of these kinds of topics that You know, where where do you go when you need advice? To other women who have been there, done that. That's the best place to go. It's not in a textbook. Exactly. It ain't in a textbook. I can promise you that. There's no good advice for those kinds of things other than women who have been there, done that. And trust me, I have been around the block. I've been there, done that. And I will give you the good, bad, and the ugly. Menopause. You want to talk Mm -hmm. about menopause, which no one talks about? I'll I'll tell you about menopause. I will talk about how to bring the cupcakes to school when you don't have time to bake them. I'll tell you how to buy them and put them on a platter and make them look good. I'll tell you about carpool. Yeah. I know all Mm -hmm. the best tricks in the book. But we started with the quality lounges. And then during the pandemic, there was no lounges anymore. So we went virtual. And as a result of that, we're now rolling out three new pillars, which are really very exciting. We're rolling out now FQ Media, which is our content business, um, which you talked about, you know, our social media and our content has really been pretty incredible. We're rolling out FQ Advisory, you know, giving advice to the CEOs on how to close, you know, change the equation and close the gaps across, you know, every category, like retaining our best talent, women. And then our last pillar, which we're pretty excited about is FQ Talent. I'm creating the largest panel of experts, all women, and our speaker bureau, women. People say it's so hard to find female speakers. Not hard. We have it's not hard 750,000 yes. women across 100 countries in our community. Right. Not hard in every category. You want mm-hmm. astronauts, we have female astronauts. You want women in cybersecurity, we know women in cybersecurity. I mean, we can find, we have women and the best talent in the universe. And then bringing women together to give advice to one another. So yeah, we'll be rolling out FQ talent as well. So three new pillars on top of, you know, our lounges of which we're probably hosting over 70 lounges at big industry conferences around the globe.
0: Wow. Incredible. And honestly, like hearing about things like this make me so excited because, like you said, there's no book for this. We don't just automatically like get a handbook when we're born as a woman. (laughs) And so it's so important to be able to lean on each other and learn from each other. And so that's why I am so appreciative of the female quotient because it really does create that space for women. It just It really just makes me excited. That's all I can say. <laughs> and so one of the things that you mentioned previously, which is so incredible because I remember when I was at Cannes and I was hearing you speak, you mentioned how unconscious bias, like when you're saying that you are conscious, and so that's essentially what you've just repeated today. And so I want people to be able to hear this and take something away from that, too. So how do you feel like people can kind of, if they are unconscious? How can they get conscious and combat bias in the workplace? Like, what do they need to do? Open your ears.
1: Talk about it. Listen. Learn. Don't get defensive. You know, so many of us just don't know. And that's okay. And most importantly, don't go into a silo. You know, one of the things that I think is so important about the spaces we create is it's collaborative space. We are so much better together. And by coming together and supporting one another, if we are speaking in silos, we are not going to grow together. We are not going to create change. Yeah. Or when I you know, had a, a girls lounge at, I remember, I think it was called the four A's, which was agencies. And I was walking into a girls lounge and a black woman was right behind me walking in and she poked her head in. And she left and I Mm. went after her. I said, where are you going? So, well, there's no one like me in there. (laughs) I said, you mean there's no black women in there? She said, yes. I said, we are only a reflection of the color at this conference and there's no black women. We need to change the color. Yeah. I said, but if we go away, we're never going to bring more black women here. Let's change the color together. And now there's more representation. In our lounge than anywhere in the world. And it's because we go together. But if we have conversations separately, how will we ever change the color? And it's not just about women. It's about race, religion, age, intersectionality, disability. We have to work together across the board on caregiving issues. On race, on on everything. We go together, we support one another. That's what it's about. And we need to hold hands and rise up and rise out. The collective minority is greater than the current majority. And today, eight years later, it is so clear that a woman alone has power collectively. We have impact. We are so strong when we're together, so strong and so powerful. That is magic because the female quotient, a space designed by women, created for everyone is a feminine space and the agenda is written by us, designed by us, but inclusive
0: for everyone time for a quick break when we come back more of my conversation with shelly
2: do you enjoy talking about pay and benefits for some it can feel like a minefield of unspoken employee expectations and endless company policies and then there's budget realities however Figuring out how your team members really feel about compensation is key to developing impactful strategies to hire and keep your best people. In Bamboo HR's HR Disruptors Executive Conversation Series, you'll learn how to identify gaps with your existing pay structures, build fair strategies that support your company goals and culture, and honestly and compassionately Navigate these conversations with your leadership team and employees. Learn more about Bamboo HR's HR Disruptors Executive Conversation Series by clicking the link in the show notes.
0: Welcome back, y'all. Let's get into more of my conversation with Shelly Zalis. I really appreciate what you've just mentioned about there's intersectionalities, you know, so obviously, like, all women are not the same, like, and even all black women are not the same. And I'm, I'm saying this as a black woman who's had, has these types of conversations, like it, it's very refreshing to speak to people at companies who, who just get it. <laughs> the reality is a lot of companies still don't quite get it. And, you know, the importance of representation is something that you've just called out too. and representation and not just seeing people who, who look like you in the room but also people who look like you in the hiring process. So, for example, whenever people are interviewing at companies, they want to be able to see that representation in the interviewing panel. And that's something that is so key, but a lot of companies aren't quite grasping. And so why do you feel that it's important that companies not only have diversity in their organizations, but especially in those interviewing and hiring teams? And spoiler alert to those who aren't listening, it's definitely not to meet a quota. (laughs) Well,
1: first of all, I'm the co founder of See Her. If you can see her, you can be her. And what is happening today, which is a new phenomenon, is the broken rung that entry level women, when they don't see her at the top, they actually are falling out before they even get to the top. We're having a really big problem right now. So representation is reflection, and that really matters. If you also don't feel comfortable when you start, you'll never even last three months. Mm -hmm. Because hiring one Black woman, one Hispanic woman, one Latino, you're going to be lonely. You need to feel comfortable. Yeah. Representation matters, not only for diversity's sake, but also being a reflection of your consumers exactly, and making sure that you have diversity of thought at the table. Mm -hmm. How could you possibly be creating the right products if you don't have diversity of mindset? You can't. (laughs) You absolutely can't. And so if you don't have diversity on your hiring team you won't have diversity of talent at the table. Mm -hmm. So it matters on every single level. And so a lot of people will always say, oh, well, we have diversity in the pool. But if you don't have diversity in the hiring, it doesn't matter Mm -hmm. how many diverse candidates you have. Yep, You'll never end up with diversity on the team. Hey, you know, the other thing that I think is so incredibly important is not just to do the hiring, but to ensure that you have best friends that you pair people up with at the beginning because having people that make you feel comfortable, Russ, you're lonely. You you come in, and especially during COVID, you're lost. Yeah. You are just lost. Culture matters. Finding like-minded people that are gonna hold your hand. And make you feel comfortable. You know, how do you find people that bring you in and make you feel cozy and create a safe space for you? Mm -hmm. Whatever that is. Yep. Whatever brings you together in in a way that connects you. And, you know, in, in my company, we always have ways of connecting everyone, because you never know what people are going to click on. But finding a best friend at work very quickly is so incredibly important. Mm -hmm.
0: Yes, it is. And you're mentioning culture quite a bit. And that's one of those things that I always say can be quite elusive, but it's so important. And workplace culture and recruiting kind of go hand in hand. Because as you mentioned, you know, if you're not creating that great culture where people feel included and they feel like they belong, they're not going to stay <laughs> and they're going to go look for the place that does provide that and where they can stay. And something that that goes into culture that's so often forgot about is something that you've talked about before, which is which is kindness and creating a culture of kindness. And so I would love to hear more from you on if you could share your thoughts about what a culture of kindness means for you at work and what that looks like. I actually, I hire for passion. I train for skill. Yes.
1: You know, unless you want to be a doctor, a lawyer, or an accountant. Other than <laughs> <Right>. that, you <laughs> Let know. Let me try that. <laughs> I, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And I actually think we need to redo the interview process. I just think we are interviewing for all the wrong qualities of humans. And I think that we are missing the most important thing of what we are looking for, for employees. And I don't want to call them employees. We, we, we should be looking for people that are kind and good and giving and that make up team. And instead we're looking for, you know, skill sets, but we forget about soft skills. Mm. And when you think about someone just told me this the other day, and I think it is so genius, genius. I don't know if you've been reading lately that we should be looking for empathetic leaders, But what does an empathetic leader mean? And by the way, there's the masculine, the feminine, the masculine, linear, decisive, analytic. Those are qualities of masculine, the feminine, compassionate, empathetic, emotive. But how do you define that? And so this woman, Evie Pomporis, who is actually the only female secret service agent In the world. She was Obama's Secret Service agent, who is unbelievable. She said the two qualities of the best leaders today, get this, are competence and warmth. You know what the qualities of caregivers are? Empathy, compassion, nurturing,
0: right? Yeah, absolutely.
1: And those are soft skills, those are the soft skills. Have you ever seen a job description that looks for, we're looking for a compassionate, warm, empathetic, passionate leader that is competent and can deliver a great ROI? Right. So why don't we start putting these qualities into job descriptions like kindness and warmth and Team builder. And that is how you build culture.
0: (laughs) I know that's right. (laughs) Yeah. And I also feel like a culture of kindness can also mean that you care. It's kind of like that people first mentality that organizations want to and hope to have. It's where they're actually putting their people first. And so that's actually something that we practice at at Greenhouse as well. It's like, how can we show people that kindness, but in a very clear and tangible way. So one is managers can show their kindness through mentorship and they can help to mentor people to show that they care about their well-being and personal and professional development. And another thing that you've just mentioned too is like making time to listen. It's great to be able to establish those good habits that are, you know, check-ins, for example, with your team, but are you actually listening to what they need And, you know, are you listening to their responses or are you just doing this out of a sense of obligation? So it's like when you have that culture of kindness, this is the type of environment that you can create for people to really thrive. And so I know that we are kind of closing up on our time here. But one thing that I would love for you to to share with people is let's say that they could only walk away with one piece of key advice for inclusive hiring or, you know, being a really great talent maker, what would you want them to know?
1: Hire for passion, train for skill. I think that works every time. I never look at a resume. Look for competence and warmth. The other is, you know, imposter syndrome. Men and women have imposter syndrome. So Oscar Wilde says, be yourself because everyone else is taken. So you don't have to have 10 out of 10 things you do well just know your value, know your worth and be comfortable being you and surround yourself with people that have the other strengths. You don't have to have all those strengths. Be good at what you're good at and be comfortable letting other people be good at what you're not good at. That's the power of team.
0: Mhm. Yes. I love everything that you've just shared and thank you so much Shelley for such a great conversation. I know that it's gonna be really actionable for people to have some really great takeaways. So I wanna thank you so much for joining us on the Talent Makers Podcast. Well, you are fantastic and you are
1: true talent because you love what you do. That is so clear.
0: Thank you so much, Shelley, for this inspiring conversation. And thank you to all of our listeners. Learn about how Greenhouse promotes inclusivity and embraces diverse perspectives in our product, culture, and our community by visiting us at greenhouse.io forward slash belonging. Special thanks to our production partner, Wonder Media Network, their producers, Liz Smith and Brittany Martinez, and production assistants, Sarah Schleid and Lila Watts. And another shout out to our greenhouse producer, Marnie Williams. Until next time.